This is episode 130. It's a rat with robot legs. It can learn tricks. <laughs> can you just stop for a fucking second? <laughs> just one. Coming to you from uh, definitely from not not at Nam. We're not at Nam. Coming to you. Someone send us to Nam, please. It's the tone control. Ding. Sad bell because we're oh. not at Nam. audio check is just me smacking my microphone. <laughs> okay. Giving her a little uh, back of the hand kiss. Yep. Uh-oh. Bang zoom straight to the moon. Yep. <laughs> oh. That guy wasn't an astronaut. He was a TV comedian. And he was just using space travel as a metaphor for beating his wife. What a show, man. Mm-hmm. I tried out his new show uh, a few months ago. Uh, Which disenchanted? Oh yeah, I watched. It's on Netflix, the, I think. I watched like half of the first episode. Yeah, the first one's really garbage. It didn't stick. It did. They, they're not. I don't remember. I remember feeling very disheartened because I don't think a single joke landed the whole episode. But they, it's like all kind of exposition that's necessary. And after that, it picked, yeah. it it did pick up pretty sharply. I ended up watching the whole season. So okay. It does get pretty good. All right, maybe I'll try it again. It's not going to, like, change your life or anything, but... We were watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. Which is just the friggin' I best. have not gotten to the new season since they switched networks, but I fully intend to because I love that show. We're um, we're in season four. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's the best. It's just wonderful. <laughs> it's just so good. Just a love solid it. part of any... Uh, entertainment-filled evening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's wonderful. Okay. Really good. All right, all right. We're going. So, everybody, all right, buckle up, because we got a lot to get through, and we haven't even really gotten to the stuff yet, because... I was actually... So, we, we have so much in the show notes that we had to make the font smaller. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I, we always have to do come this time of year because of friggin' Nam. And Nam hadn't even started when we made these show notes either. Right, right. So, um, it, I was messing around earlier trying to find a new Google Docs format that would work for us. I'm thinking of going with Tabloid, a solid 11 by 17, and still writing in a normal Oh, font, you know, so like we can do that. The, we can make the pages page longer. Size. Yeah, because you can't. I mean, you can eliminate the view of the page break, but yeah. there isn't an option to just have super long continuous single page. Yeah, we'd have which, to. We'd have to be sharing like a text document, which doesn't seem to exist on here. No, and we do use the formatting. So, blah blah blah. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so it's Nam week. Nam starts today. Nam, yes, Nam started today, and 
The pre-announcements have been flowing in, and I felt pretty good about filling up the news and everything. We were going to have a pretty full episode, and I was like, man, the pace, yeah, it's it's good, it's manageable. And then today at like 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I looked over at my phone, and the little bubble that says how many emails I had mm -hmm. uh, was in the low 50s. And I was like, good oh, Lord. God. And I mean, that's a little bit of that is work stuff in my other account, but like my personal account that gets all the like bacon from all yeah. the guitar companies and 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 otherwise too. Um, oh my mm -hmm. god, it went nuts! And I just I just rapid delete because a lot yeah, of it I've right. already seen on my own anyway. But you know, but anyway, there's news. There's lots of news. Tons of news and. Um, Nam will begin and end before this episode comes out. <laughs> <laughs> so, We're so much fun. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know. That's what happens. <laughs> Plus, we're here to talk about, no, like, nobody the cool listens stuff. To, nobody listens to this show for, like, the... the uh, can you hear the dog, yeah. by the way? He's, like, up my ass yes. right now with this ball. <laughs> He's like, play with me. <laughs> so, anyway, um, yeah, nobody yeah. comes to us for, like, you know, the, the headlines from today at 6 a.m., you know? Right. So... What would uh, it take for us to get put onto the Google like morning routine? The thing? rundown. <laughs> yeah, we'd have to be on like a monthly routine <laughs> so far as schedule, uh, or daily. <laughs> what I mean, they would have to like include us once a month or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you if you have a Google device and you say magic words, good morning. It gives you the whole like here's your day thing, yeah, and it, and then and follows up with news headlines and stuff and mm -hmm. things like that. It'd be it'd be cool to have a little segment, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, mm. I wonder if do do we can we tap into that API so we can make a magic word for somebody to they can say. Well, you can say play the latest episode of the Tone Control. What um, I, I want people to be able to say is something along the lines of Tone Control me. Hey or Google, something. Tone Control me. Sorry, I can't help with that yet. Mm, bummer. Nay. <laughs> <laughs> hey. uh, right. Anyway, all right. We should begin. Um, we should, so that this doesn't go all night. So, full disclosure, I do have a pedal, but I think Me we're going to save them yeah. for a little while to talk mine, about them. Mine was a little bit um, special, and and uh, I just didn't want to... I didn't want to have to do a quick version of it. Can, I, can you hold it up? Can I see it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, it's all plugged in right now. I think the one I got is brand friggin' new. Oh, yeah. Like, just the newest. Can you see it? Oh, what? I've never even heard of that. Oh, I it looks like either. it's got some weirdo shit on it, though. Yeah, it's bonkers. It's <laughs> fine. It's not like... it's Anyway, whatever. Here I am talking about the pedal I said I wasn't going to talk about. Mine, is, mine doesn't even have a Pedal Genie <laughs> sticker on it. It's so new. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. It, it's cool. It's funky. Anyway. Well, in that case. Thanks to Pedal Genie for sponsoring the Tone Control. Visit pedalgenie.com and start your wishlist today. Our friends at the Tone Jerks are at NAM. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, because they're they're in California. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Short, so short it's, hike. It's like actually for real <laughs> easy for them to go. Yeah. Um, being in not California, it's much more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is. So, yeah, go over, check out the Tone Jerks, and check out their NAM rundown. They're doing an episode a day minimum. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah, wild. well, if I was there, I could probably pull that off. If we yeah. weren't talking about NAM stuff today, they had a conversation on their most recent episode that I 
would be interested in having on this show. Yeah. We can save it. Okay. We'll table it. Yeah. Um, anyway, Earthquaker Devices, Swiss Things. So, again, these are all the pre-announcements. So these are the people who decided to get out ahead of the crowd. Yes. Right. Um, so this has already been out for a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Swiss Things is a pedal board reconciler. <laughs> Did you look into this? Uh, only in the three minutes it took you to put on your headphones, you slow turtle bastard. <laughs> okay, that's what's happening. Uh, no, no, no. I, I glanced at it for a second, and I instantly understand. Yeah, so, it's... Yeah. yeah. You want to do it? You can do it. No, I'm having a, you having a, a show thing? notes problem. Yes, go ahead. Well, okay, so the I don't even have the notes in front of me. I'm just looking at it. So this is like a, a combination looper and ABY switcher with some extra features like a tuner out and a volume expression uh, loop in it. I, I, I assume a, that's like uh, a TRS kind of Y cable thing. Yes, a um, true bypass looper, not a recording looper. Yeah, sorry, I... I didn't mean to be unclear. Yeah, it's got two separate loops that can be switched on and off. It's got ABY with a switch and a both button. Um, so yeah, it's it's the the sort of tech thing uh, of for for your board tuner it's out a volume chain and management. Yeah, yeah, and then they tacked on uh, a boost in right. the middle of it. <laughs> so the two loops, oof, burping. Yep. Loop one is unbuffered which is going to be ideal for your distortions, um, overdrives, vintage pedals. I wrote buffers in here, which is not true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you could. I mean, I guess it's true. But <laughs> And then loop two is buffered. It takes place after loop one in the chain and is more suited for modulation, time-based stuff, so on. The squibbly-wibblies. Mm-hmm. That's what I call modulations after playing the pedal that I had today. <laughs> Squibbly wibblies. Squibbly wibblies. Nice. For amps, this lets you run in stereo in an A, B, or both setup. And then, like Justin said, you can boost both of those amps. And there's a, uh, a phase switch on this thing as well. Oh, so you can throw output B out of uh, out of well, out of polarity. It's polarity, not phase, everybody. But hey, nobody knows the difference. It says phase on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, because everybody uses it and, and everybody calls the, the switch on things like this phase switch, but uh, technically uh, it is not exactly the same thing. But doesn't matter. I'm not going to, whatever. Somebody can, you can write an email to the show and I'll explain it to you if you want. The buffer tuner output is a high headroom output buffer to drive long, long cable runs. Expression volume in lets you use any expression pedal to control volume. So it doesn't need to be a volume pedal. It doesn't need to be oh, any okay. specific type of pedal, but it will control volume. That volume is placed after loop one for true volume control. So it's... Right, because it your distortions would be in... Room in loop one. In loop one. So it yeah. will truly act as a make your whole thing quieter situation, not uh -huh. a roll the volume down on your guitar type situation. Right, right. Okay. Not, not used for cleaning up dirty tones, which is not really how I like to run my volume pedal. But interestingly enough, the other guitar player in my band 
does run at that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like such a weird, like these, all these little differences are still so interesting to me. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I just want all the options for various gain staging. Right. But there isn't anything special about a volume pedal that would make you need this. Oh, I know. Yeah. So what this is doing, it, it would almost be pointless to have a volume input on this pedal unless it was acting as it does because oh, totally. you yeah. just put it in front of the pedal. There'd be no there'd be no other point. Right. It'd be like the first thing in the chain. Yeah. Um so this also features yeah. flexi switching, which is a fancy word for relay based true bypass. They're putting a <laughs> brand name on it now, flexi switching. <laughs> Register so, trademark. Yep. It can be set to momentary or latching. Oh. So you can click and hold to have them on. So you can Is that like, all if, the switches? I think it might be, yeah. So mm. you can if you have like a really crazy swirly sound in loop two and your main distortion sound in loop one, yeah. you can just push and hold it for it to remain active and then once you let go it turns off. Wouldn't turn off loop two. Yeah. Pretty pretty bad, huh? Yeah. Do you see the guitar in their diagram? The block diagram? Not the yeah, block diagram, that, but that's, the that's the one they always use. It's, the, uh, <laughs> it's like the yeah. the, gu- the guitar cracking. Right. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's the Earthquaker Devices Octopus logo, but as a guitar. <laughs> yep. So it also much, is like an obviously crazy uh, three 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 pickups and ludicrous neck scale. And <laughs> I would like someone to build that guitar. I want to know yeah. what it would sound like. Uh, It'd be hard to play because if you're sitting, you can't sit with it. (laughs) It No, it's like a heavy metal sitar. Yeah. Uh, And then if you were to have it on a strap, it would almost definitely hit the floor and hit you in the chin. At the same time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's no way around it. So pretty much the Swiss Things is a small true bypass looper with a bunch of cool stuff on top. Yeah, little uh, little thing in bobber helps you with your uh, pedal boards and whatnot. It's two hundred fifty bucks. Okay, that's a lot for what's in here, but it's fine. Loopers, it's a lot the, all those true there, bypass loopers does, are expensive. The good ones, yeah, man, oh and man. it's got a lot of a lot of things inside that one box. That's stuff. Yeah, it's things AB, in there. AB yeah. box, the two mm-hmm. loops, the boost. Like, yeah, I mean, a lot of. If you like true bypass loops and you're using two amps, it is it is going to save you a lot of headache. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You probably get rid of some stuff off your board and replace it with this and be just just fine, just probably just, just finer than before. Moving on. Strymon. <laughs> Yeah, so last time we said that they were going to maybe release some sort of fractal killer. Mm-hmm. It turns out it was this. We they were not did not close. release a fractal killer. They did not. They released the Volante. <laughs> Volante. Magnetic Echo Machine. It's a new delay. Pro from tip, it's Strymon. not magnetic, but it's pretending to be. Super pretending. It's, we're doing a really good job. Yeah. <laughs> it's a multi-voice, multi-head magnetic echo machine. It does it all looks, the things, huh? Like it delays, looks nothing and like and other Strymon pedals. Oh, it has a different form factor. That's right. Yeah. So it's still about as big as a timeline or a big sky. It's got the three foot switches, mm-hmm. but there's no screen on it. Yep. Um, there's no banks on it. There's no, I don't think there are presets. 
No, there's one preset. There's an on, a favorite switch, and a tap tempo. So what this is... And holds for infinity. Yeah, so that (laughs) self-oscillation. This is a forehead echo. So like if you think about it as a... It's like like a tape tape machine with four heads. A tape machine with four heads, right. Each head has its own on-off button for playback and feedback. Right, so you can make any combination of them. Right. Uh, Controls for record level, mechanics, which would control the amount of mechanically related speed fluctuations. The wow and flutter, as they say. Low cut, wear, repeats, echo level, spring reverb, time, and head spacing. Okay. Right, and the head spacing seems to be sort of a subdivisions thing. They've got it so the time, right, so the laid time out in control, a way that makes more sense th- to me than when I just like look at those things and move them around. Exactly, yeah. Yep. The time control sets the delay time at head number four. Heads one through yeah. three then subdivide accordingly depending on where the spacing knob is set. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that'll cool. make it all make sense on a tap tempo, yeah. Right. And then there's a spring. So, there's a spring reverb in here too. Because <laughs> fuck it. Right. They needed a, they had another knob and they were like, hey, there's room for uh, another knob on here, Johnny. What do you think we should do? Uh, <laughs> maybe uh, put a spring on that thing there. They Who both have the character? same voice. They, <laughs> they're twins. They're voice twins. Cool. Johnny and Johnny. Jo- <laughs> Johnny and uh, nameless guy who talks first. <laughs> <laughs> So when you don't have the feedback buttons engaged, the repeats will stop at head four. Right. Each head will will simply play back one time. Right. And then there's no decay on your repeats. So just go like, da 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 da. There's there's no there's no fade out. There's no decay or anything. If you want that, you have to click on the feedback button for those heads, and you can do any combination of one, two, three, and four. Which is not possible with actual tape. This is now we're creating a physical impossibility. You could well, well, it is possible on drum delays. Why? Why? That's the magnetic part, the magnetic drum delay, because it would have a, a spinning disc. Yeah, yeah. And you could turn on different heads along the. Uh, but preventing of some of them from feeding back and decaying over time while not preventing that on others. Right, so you could engage or disengage different heads on but the that would rack. that would make them... <clears throat> okay, so maybe I don't understand, but I think that if you engage a head, it plays back the repeat, and then it continues as it decays. It continues to repeat as it decays. If you don't engage it, it'll never play back even once. It's almost more like there are eight heads, perhaps, in this. Like there's the playback and the feedback. But there aren't eight heads because there aren't four positions in time. There aren't eight positions in time. Right. I'm saying, like, I'm just saying, like, I think this thing can do more than the stuff it's emulating. The echo rack could do some weird stuff like that, where it would engage would it? different heads, well, and like, it would the know. repeats would create rhythms, which was kind of what made the echo rack such a big deal. Yeah, many uh, <clears throat> like lots of Pink Floyd stuff is known for the echo rack. I'm the just saying, I don't think in stuff, real like, life, I don't think you could divorce the feedbacks from the playbacks. Okay, 
I think that is. I don't a know enough about how the echo rec worked, but it did have a, a thing that would like the repeats would be like you know it would be out of the repeat itself would not just be a straight quarter note it would have a rhythm to it yeah which you can do on this so anyway but that's the anyway, multi-head anyway. thing that's the multi-head that's doing that oh jeez you know you're, you're, <laughs> he's like shoving his ball into my elbow and growling so isn't that the, we're spending way too much time on this? I don't know, so I'm not gonna I'm gonna stop arguing about it because I don't I don't really know. I'm just sort of all right. Anyway, I'm three sort of types of delay: drum delay, tape echo, and studio delay, which would be a reel to reel sound. Yeah. Okay. Pretty sweet, huh? Yep. Seems it's like it seems like it's a good delay. Is it kind of double wide for Strymon, or is it like it's one and a half the wide? Size, it's about the size of the timeline. Right, the big boy. Yeah. So it's got two mini toggles, one for the delay type, drum tape, or studio, and then a speed, which will do half, normal, and double. Yeah. Cool. Pretty freaking cool, huh? Yeah. I bet and I like, would get all, it, like, as soon as I started playing around with all those buttons, I'd be like, oh, totally. right. You know, that makes, this, that makes it sound like this. <laughs> Check it out. The spacing knob has uh, even, triplet, golden, and silver are the options. So what is golden and silver? And, the, and it's it's like rotary, right? So you can spin all between those. Yeah. Are they, uh, are they digital, the knob, though? Turning the knob morphs the head in between the marked settings. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So what is golden and silver? Golden, I'm trying to find, um, I believe it's something to do with the golden ratio. Oh, okay. Then what is silver? The silver ratio. It's like the golden ratio, but it sucks. <laughs> it's just, it's just like a, it's just not as not as nice. Just a know? crummier, less rare version. I can't find. Oh my god! On, their, dude. on the page, drop. Uh, what golden is? It doesn't. Exactly it doesn't say. Tell I've been me. searching up and down. Um. Tape? No. No. Spacing. Head spacing. Uh, let's see. No, it doesn't, doesn't say specifically what it is. Oh, I'm sorry. Golden ratio for dense non-overlapping echoes, silver ratio for non-overlapping repeats, uh, bias towards the quarter note. Okay. So they made them up. I mean, the golden ratio is. They would not overlap. Right. Wild. It sounds really cool. There's like these four little or eight little push, push buttons. They're like little, Mm -hmm clicky buttons to turn the heads on and off. And then it's got those big fat Strymon knobs that are super cool. It's green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. And then it's got, it's also got line in and MIDI control mm-hmm. as well as a USB. So you can do all kinds of cool uh, with this thing. Righteous. Yep. It's $400. It's uh, up for pre-order. And they also have updated the multi-switch, which is like a, a peripheral you can get for Strymon stuff. Mm-hmm. It now is uh, uh, works with Volante as well as their two overdrives, the uh, Riverside and the Sunset. It still works with the other stuff like the Mobius, the Timeline, and the Big Sky. It's just like multi-switch plus. It's got some LEDs on it. It does some other things for those other pedals. Wicked. Expanding controls, pretty much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right on, man. Let's keep going. Let's do it. Uh, next up is from Audient, the Sono 
uh, guitar recording interface. So I've not looked at this yet. This bad boy is a uh, it's it's a collaboration between Audient, who make uh, really great uh, uh, recording consoles, uh, large format and and some smaller ish ones. But they they have a, a really nice large format one that's pretty famous, and then uh, a, a line of interfaces. And uh, preamp racks. Basically, they they have a really great preamp circuit. They made a console out of it. They make a bunch of other stuff out of it too, including like desktop-sized uh, USB and Thunderbolt kind of interface things that they've made for mm-hmm. many years. Um, little two-input things up to like ten inputs and uh, all kinds of stuff. So this is a, com- a, a, a collaboration between Audient and uh, uh, Two Notes the uh, amp and cab modeling folks from France. So uh, an audient, audient is a um, British uh, company. Cool. Um, so, yeah, so this basically is like an audient uh, ID22, I think. It, one of their smaller interfaces that has two microline preamps and then it's also it, it, but they make it into a ten input by putting an, an ADAT on it. Um, so it's actually oh, a hefty okay. little interface because you can get up to ten inputs simultaneous on this little thing. Uh, USB connection, that whole thing, and then uh, two notes comes in and adds some guitar stuff to it. And what they add is, uh, for one thing, there is a. 12AX7 in the front of this. There's a freaking JJ in this There's thing. There's an actual JJ in, in it, <laughs> in the input stage of channel one. So channel one, which also has doubles as an instrument input, uh, goes right into the valve. And uh, there is sort of a guitar control section on the front, including a three-band equalizer that's the typical guitar stuff. Uh, there's an input control, a drive control, and an output control. It has amplifier out so you can use it uh, as like a stage processor before your amp mm-hmm. uh, it has the headphone outs and the speaker outs that you'd expect from an interface and then it's got the, the monitor mix uh, control which is typical for interfaces of this size that gets you that kind of zero latency thing yeah. because the processing the guitar processing that's happening on the Sono uh, will be coming to you in real time rather than waiting for it to bounce off the computer and getting that sort of latent performance thing. So you mix that with the the return from your DAW. Um, that's pretty common. All the like little interfaces have that. So this guy has, uh, for one thing, it comes with a version of the two notes cab modeling thing. Mm-hmm. And basically what I've surmised from reading about it and watching their videos is is when you pick a cab, you're basically picking an amp and cab combo. Oh, okay. Um, they they picture the cab, but it it pretty clearly to my ear changes some characteristics of the amp as well. Like when they picked the oh. Mesa, the gain got a lot higher than when they were playing okay. a little tiny Fender One Twelve, you know. Yep. Um, and it has um, 
It doesn't ever say explicitly, but I'm certain that it has some onboard DSP. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this has DSP. I heard someone on on a another podcast mentioning this and saying that it did not have DSP, but it has to because one of its features is being able to play standalone without a computer. So it definitely has DSP, and they are definitely wrong. So it, okay, it, yeah. Um, it comes with a. Can you just stop for a second, dog? <laughs> Sit on your butt. Sit right now, and just stop growling for like thirty seconds while I talk about this thing. Okay, Jesus. So okay, so it comes with a version of the Two Notes uh, amp modeling software that includes the room that the amp is in, um, as yeah. well as some control over the microphone, the closeness of the microphone to the speaker, so how much room you're hearing, um, how loud the power amp is, which is also directly controlled by the on the front of the box. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how much distortion, and it seems to work pretty well. That when they crank it up, it doesn't really increase the level; it just increases the the amount of like power amp distortion that they're getting. So it's pretty um, simple. It's like a one one knob control thing, uh, and you can buy more software for it. You can buy more cabs and rooms and microphones from the Two Note Store because you know they just have like tons and tons of this stuff. Um, what it comes with will be somewhat basic to begin with. Um, and then you can just add a bunch more. And then you can save three presets on the device. And there's a oh. little button for scrolling between them. So even if it's not connected to a computer, you can save up to three presets with your sounds. And, Sweet. And, um, and uh, yeah, play with them. And they're really kind of aiming it to be a... A platform that you can put pedals in front of and stuff yeah, like that. that. You know, they're not really going crazy being able to dial in every single tone. Like the two note stuff is really more about reamping and um, a lot of it, you know, cab modeling. So yeah. letting your amp, like a lot of the two note stuff are, are power soaks with cab modeling built in. So it's right. that really sort of ones, thing, yeah. right? This, this has a front end, so you plug right into it, and then you can go out into your amp or right into your computer. Um, and then, of course, it also has the ADAT input, so you can connect eight more channels of digital audio inputs to it for a total of 10. And then those two front channels are uh, audience uh, classic, you know, really, really nice preamps that everybody loves on every sound source. So awesome. Good, good stuff. Is there anything I didn't explain? <laughs> I don't think so. It looks good. Yeah. All, you know, all metal construction. It's a USB. Um, C. Yeah. It has bass stuff too. It has, it has an Ampeg 810 in here. It's part of the, and I'm sure there's more you could add to it as well. Yeah. Uh, really neat. Uh, watch the video to hear some of the sounds. They don't they don't go for a wide variety of sounds, but they do explain mostly about like the different room sounds and things mm-hmm. like that because they they awesome. function as reverbs. Yeah, pretty nice. And uh, it's coming in. It is already available uh, for four hundred and fifty dollars, which is a that is it's a pretty good deal. Basically, like the four hundred ish range is the going rate for anything. Of this quality, any like two plus ADAT, inter, you know, mm-hmm. input interface of the quality that Audient produce, and this one has the added benefit of coming with the Two Notes software, you know, working with their stuff and and having the the whole guitar mm-hmm. front end built into it and stuff like that. So it's seems pretty good to me. Awesome. So that that's a deal with that. 
Let's keep talking about interfaces. Okay, you want to do another one? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Next, so this is this is when I was getting emails and adding things to the notes. So <laughs> <clears throat> the next guitar computer recording thing is going to come from IK Multimedia. The folks who make... Uh, Guitar rig. Yeah, guitar rig, uh, uh, the Amplitude, and all those um, little interfaces for phones and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they also make them for full-size computers, and they do but they do a lot of stuff. But as their guitar-focused stuff is like iRig and Amplitude and that sort of stuff. So this is... iRig, that sort of is not guitar rig, duh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, isn't guitar rig a piece of software, though? I think it that, might be. I think they might make that too. I don't know. I get confused I with the IK stuff. Uh, okay, so this is another guitar interface. This one is a two input that can be uh, mic, line, or instrument. Um, it does not have the ADAT input. So this is strictly a two input interface, not an up to 10. Um, uh-huh. It has... Uh, it's USB. It has MIDI in and out, which I I totally expect from IK because they make all those like controllers and things like that that you might want to yep. connect to it. Uh, it has uh, speaker outs and a pair of line outs um, if you are going to use it with keyboard stuff. External controllers for switches and pedals and stuff like that. And IK makes a bunch of switches and pedals that you can use to control the Amplitude modeling software. Mm-hmm. Uh, the preamps are their own design. I have no idea if they're really good or not, but they're fine. You know, I'm sure they're I'm sure they're perfectly fine. Uh, but the feature here, um, as well as having the amp out, it has a built-in tuner, which yeah, is... I was just going to say, it's got a little tuner right on the front. Yeah, like, you know, it's definitely a guitar-focused thing, so why not? They've got a little, little thing with the screen that'll tell you what note. It's very simple, you know, three LED, like, flat, sharp, or in. Mm-hmm. Um... It's got a preset selector, so there, you can save some presets on it and get at them kind of quickly with a physical button. But the main feature is this: uh, the input number one, the instrument input on that side has a bunch of selectable features. Um, they include uh, active or passive. So it'll be either an active DI or a passive DI, which is going to work better depending on different things about your guitar. Um, when it's well, it says if you click the button, it says pickup selection. Is it for active or passive pickups? Yeah, probably. But well, so so maybe you think I misread it? Maybe it's not an active DI. It's just so like when you scroll down and you can like click the number. It might just be too out, volume level. It just says pickup selection. Oh, does it? Yeah, it does. Okay, well, I might be confused in there. So anyway, um, active or passive, when it's in passive mode, I thought, or maybe when it's in both modes, if what you're saying is true and it's just a volume difference, then there is a uh, a potentiometer that controls oh. the Z tone. This is it right here. By uh, active, when you switch it down to active, it bypasses unnecessary gain stages when using active pickups. Uh, to keep your signal path as direct, transparent, and clean as possible. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I take that to mean that the act, in active mode, the other switch is taken out. Yeah, so the other so. switch is the, it's either a JFET or what they call Pure, which is a cleaner DI amplifier. Uh, JFET being a little dirtier, a little more mid-forward. Mm-hmm. So it's switchable to different kinds of DI 
I think basically one of them takes that sort of gain stage out of it, um, and that's in active mode. And then uh, in passive mode, it'll have this Z-tone thing, which adjusts the impedance, directly adjusts the impedance of the guitar input, which is, this is something that's um, shown up on some guitar inputs on interfaces, uh, perhaps first on the 11 rack from Avid. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it would it would impedance match to the models, um, which gives you a more accurate model, and it, and it really does kind of make a difference because it's not just the level; it does it does subtle things to the kind of the tone and the, the how springy it is at different frequencies and stuff like that, stuff that you have to kind of feel uh, for it to make sense. But it really cool. can make modeling more accurate, and this um, lets you directly adjust between, um, I think, one mega ohm, which is typical for these sorts of inputs, uh, all the way this down is, to two point two k. Right, which right. is like pretty low, but um, you know some amps might have that. You know, it's definitely make your guitar sound different. So instead of like having it built into the model. So like if you turn on a model of an amp that had a particularly low input impedance it would automatically switch, which is what happens mm-hmm. on the 11 rack or like in the, the Apollo stuff that I have. It's um, <clears throat> it's sort of manual. They're just kind of letting you tackle it on your own. So, Awesome. But, you know, could be cool. Um, and it comes with Amplitube. Is it a full version? Uh, Amplitube 4 Deluxe, yeah. Yeah, that sounds like it's going to be the full version. 140 ultra-accurate models of guitar and bass mm-hmm. amps, cabs, pedals, mics, and more. Yeah, and they've got their like little monitor controller thing that's going to let you do some routing and and uh, handle what uh, you can you can change and adjust what it what your preset button on the interface is controlling and what the expression and controller inputs on the interface are controlling. Um, it definitely does not have any onboard DSP. It definitely needs to be connected to a computer to do what it's supposed to do. Excellent. So there's well, so, a, it's yeah. I was going to say it's a little more affordable. Yeah. In that case. Oh, also comes with 10 of the most popular T-Rex processors, which are like uh, DAW plugins. Oh. Uh, modeled after famous stuff. <clears throat> cool. I mean, so this thing's 350 bucks. Yeah. I think you're getting a lot for this as well. You are. Um, this one being more software-based, I think this is definitely... Um, this is a uh, p- putting itself lower on the sort of equipment... Fidelity, fidelity is not the right word. It's definitely like not as as um, expensive and and high end a piece of sure. physical hardware. Um, really, what's going on here is it's. I, I think this is a little bit more than bare minimum as far as guitar inputs go for recording uh, is concerned, or you mm-hmm. know mic inputs and stuff. But a lot of this is is software, you know. And so if you really love the way Amplitude works, or well, I guess if you already owned Amplitude, it would be sort of not a it's not really a bonus yeah. to be buying this. But um, well, if you already own Amplitude, you might already have an interface too. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. So you are getting a lot. This is going to model, specifically model, just dozens and dozens of effects and amps and cabs, whereas the last thing we were talking about is definitely like a higher-end interface, like as far as the preamps and stuff are concerned. It has that onboard processing, so it can be used live, and it has that flexibility. Uh, But the modeling is definitely not as specific or as vast 
um, sure. as this. Yes. This is going to be your whole thing. You know, you do not need an amp. You can make any amp, any effect in this. Um, so, yeah, kind of different angles at the same thing. Awesome. I just got a tuner in the front, which I literally right, didn't yeah. notice until right now. <laughs> 350 Did I say that? 350 bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100 bucks less than the Sono mm-hmm. one. Definitely getting a lot of software with that. It's, I'd be surprised so, yeah. if Amplitude 4 was less than 150 bucks by itself. So, anyway. So, Amplitude 4 Deluxe. And the T-Rex is, stuff and stuff like that. Is $179. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I bet more than half of that cost is, is essentially software. Um, anyway. Cool. Let's, um, we're not going to do pedal genie pedals today, but I'm still going to throw in the thing because they definitely did mail us some and I definitely have mm-hmm. them and I'm excited to talk about them. And really the reason that I'm not talking about it Me is too. because I'm not going to have time to do the right thing. I think this is going to be a live demo situation for me because otherwise you're not going to get what this pedal is about. It's just, you're going to be like, oh good, it's a modulation pedal. So anyways. Oh, it'll be modulation pedal week. It will be Modulation Pedal Week uh, next time, in, except next time will definitely still be NAM, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, but we are still uh, on the on the rolls there at Pedal Genie, and I'm going to let this robot read you an ad. Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want, for one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with Flex at just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want, send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month, the standard subscription includes shipping, so you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month, shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to pedalgenie.com to fill up your wishlist with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal or sap. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. Pedal Genie's cool. They'll do all the things that they say. I bet they're at NAM. Likely. What would they do? Talk about other people's gear? <laughs> Likely Bell. <laughs> Likely Bell. Actually, they probably go and talk to pedal manufacturers and say yeah. you should get it on our platform. Yeah, probably. So, Justin. <clears throat> Lay it on me. What do you... Uh, what's, what's the dream as a guitar player? What's the dream? The you dream know? is if I could have one guitar that could be all the instruments at the same time. Can I do that, Derek? Can you make that for me? No. Well, no, no. absolutely not. But Fender can! <laughs> Here's the thing, though. <laughs> Is that the dream? <laughs> I I get that this is a um this is this this product is a is a shot that hit you by mistake. This is not 
They were not. They did not have you in mind when they made this guitar, did they? Well, I don't. I still don't know. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about the Fender Acoustasonic Telecaster. And, and the Fender Acoustasonic Telecaster is the ultimate, like, first true hybrid electric and acoustic guitar. Not yes. an acoustic electric. Not, not an, an acoustic, acoustic guitar with an electric pickup in it. Not an electric yeah. guitar with a weird... Oh, with a piezo. Yeah. No, it's, it is both. And it is neither. That's right. Like, it definitely has an actual sound hole and yep. some kind of hollowness, but it is appears to be the same size as a regular Telecaster. Yes, and it's got a acoustic guitar bridge and saddle set yes. up. There is a Telecaster bridge pickup on it, which is has a cover on it so that it matches the ebony of the of the uh Is it wood? Uh, I thought it was just black. It looks like it has grain in it to me. Well, it is. So this is an active like powered guitar. There is a battery compartment. It may just be an active pickup. But I okay. It's not just acoustic electric. There's a five position selector on it for electric, acoustic electric blend, percussion and enhanced harmonics. Also, it's got transducers in the soundboard. Yep, alternative acoustics and core acoustics. So imagine like if you took a Telecaster and just it was an acoustic guitar, you would probably think of the Telesonic that Fender used to make, or the Strat, or no, sorry, the Telacoustic and the the Stratacoustic that they used to make. Not a far cry, except it's got electronics. And talk about a goddamn beautiful fingerboard on these. Did those other ones not have electronics? No, they were just acoustic guitars that were in the shape shape, of Fender Electrics. That's weird. So it's got a telly neck. And okay, I'm still like trying to wrap my head around this. I haven't thought strained about it in a instrument days. resonance system. That's what the the sound hole is labeled as. Right. So it's not. It doesn't look like an acoustic guitar sound hole because the body no. is still thin, like an electric guitar. Well, and it's the, it's definitely like it's like ported. It's like it's the port, acoustic yes. guitar. It's like the the acoustic sound hole has like a bit of depth to it, and then it seems to open up into the back because the guitar is definitely chambered. It's definitely hollow, and you can see how the top is laid into the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got this lovely forearm carve on it, which I think is a great design choice. <laughs> Our forearms, thank you. Well, I mean, you know, Martin and Taylor have been doing that recently. It's great. They're very comfortable. Yep, sure, sure. Telecasters are sharp sometimes, that's all. Anyway, uh-huh. so it, it, think of the top as like laid into the to the body. Okay, I'm which thinking is of definitely it that way chambered. now. Um, Fishman Electronics are in this thing. And Fishman has really been stepping it up lately with the stuff they've been doing with Martin. Compared to their old garbage? Well, I'm just saying like their acoustic <laughs> guitar tech has come s- yeah. a really, really long way All recently. Right. It's really impressive stuff. Uh, this is a little more broad. The stuff they do with Martin is like, this pickup sound is designed for this guitar. Mm-hmm. Not this model guitar, this guitar. Yeah. Down to the individual unit. So on the front of this thing, there's uh, the five-way switch and there's a volume knob. And then what would be the tone pot is actually a blend control. So there's an A sound okay. and a B sound. 
and you can blend them between the two. So it's a five-way so switch with ten total positions. Yes, and then everything in between because it's not a rotary yeah. selector. Yeah, you can blend the two. So electric position is straight up Fender electric clean, and then the beep sound is Fender electric oh. fat slash semi clean. So it's got a little more. Uh, it's just a little hotter output, mm-hmm. so it'll break up and stuff like that. Position two, acoustic and electric blend. A sound is a Sitka Spruce Mahogany Dreadnought. Okay. And the B sound blends the B sound blends in that electric pickup to that uh, Sitka Spruce Mahogany Dreadnought. Okay. <laughs> okay. Position three, percussion and enhanced harmonics, which uses the transducer on the the top, the soundboard. Mm-hmm. Sitka Spruce and Brazilian Rosewood Dreadnought. The B sound adds the body pickup to that voice. Uh, to kind of give it a little more, I don't know, a little more of that top pickup sound, you know, that, that sure. sort of. And if you're going to be drumming on your guitar to make a yeah. loop or something, that's the setting you want. Right, right. Alternative acoustics, position four, spruce and a small maple body, so parlor style guitars. Okay. Yeah. The B sound on that is a Sitka Spruce Mahogany Dreadnought, full mid range, deep bass, that kind of stuff. The fifth position, core acoustics, we've got a Sitka spruce and a rosewood dreadnought. And then the B sound is an alpine spruce and a rosewood auditorium. So we're changing the size of size the acoustic guitar body. So I wonder yes. then how, yeah, it would be interesting to see them kind of pull this open. And I want to know, like, how many transducers are in there? And is it just that they're wiring some of them in and out of phase to get these kind of different mixes and stuff? Or are there you know, 10 different transducers in this in different positions on the soundboard. It's like like moving yeah. moving the transducers around on a, a reverb plate, you know. Oh, um, and I forgot to mention, it is a mahogany body and a mahogany neck. The figuring um, on the neck, can we talk about that? It's stunning. It's so good. Like it's every gorgeous. one of these is, is unique, um, has stripey sort of, like I've never seen. It's, it's not mahogany on the fingerboard. The neck is mahogany. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Fender's got a page up for this yet. We're looking at the Reverb.com article. Fender Acoustasonic. Tell me what it's, the neck is, the fingerboard's made of. Um, let's see. So, did you listen to the demo on this? Yeah, briefly. Okay. I saw, I listened until he started drumming, and I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a couple of... Oh, it's ebony on the fingerboard. Wow, that's some mm. highly figured ebony. It's like all the ebony that isn't pure black, I guess. Yeah, it's has to gorgeous. be like. It, I wonder if they use like throwaway cuts of ebony that people didn't need because they usually use ebony when it's pure black. So they throw away these super parts that classy aren't. on this thing. What's classy? The, the cl- super fucking classy. The Fender logo on this is routed out of the headstock. Oh. It's not so it's, printed. It's like cut into the wood. It's like uh, etched. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty pretty sharp, pretty good looking. So it's pretty good looking for a weirdo guitar. It's a super weirdo guitar. I think um, we we have a bunch of links to video demos in the show notes. There's a the Reverb.com one, the Guitar Center one, and the Chicago Music Exchange one. I think the Reverb one is a great demonstration of how you can use all the different sounds together, which is exactly what they were going for. The Guitar Center demo has the has better acoustic sounds than the uh, 
They're letting it be uh, an acoustic Re- Reverb.com one. But the CME one, the Chicago Music Exchange one, has the best sounds by far. And it was I was really skeptical about this thing until I saw that video. Ah, uh, okay. It, um, it's very impressive. And, oh, if you get a chance, also watch Fender's little documentary, like, quick, you know, 10-minute video they made about this model and the design process. It's fascinating. Because it's a totally different type of construction. Oh, yeah. I mean, this and, is, there's nothing about this except the outside dimensions that is like a regular (laughs) that's like any other guitar (laughs) yeah right and it's still a bolt-on neck and it's got like an electric guitar neck i know so it's gonna play like a telly but it's gonna but your right hand's gonna think it's an acoustic because of the bridge (laughs) you know it's so strange does it have uh, bronze strings it must right yeah acoustic guitar strings yeah (laughs) so the video demo they show them like at the fishman factory working on uh you know different pickups things and stuff so they built this guitar and yeah fishmanizing and they (laughs) they have all these different pickups but they're not installed inside the guitar (laughs) wait say that again fish they were making the guitar (laughs) fishmanicious Almost didn't get through it the second time. Uh, All right. So they've got all these pickups and stuff hooked up to the guitar, and it's like sprawling with wires and stuff coming off of this thing because nothing is actually installed under the soundboard yet. (laughs) It's pretty cool. So there's like all these jacks and stuff and like wires flying all over the place while they're (laughs) moving things around and trying different voicings and stuff. So I think what they do to a degree between those A and B sounds is almost like an impulse response kind of thing like oh, really? with the martin stuff they do it with different microphones they're really getting down deep with like you mean there's oh, you dsp in it? more not n- not really like that's why it's not exactly um okay. an impulse response i guess, I guess i'll have, to, I'll have to check it out it's kind of the only way i can think to explain i'll have it. to check out their docudrama they don't go into it a ton on the fender one but if you look at the martin stuff sometime that might yeah. help explain um, I also know some of this because I went to the Martin Fishman Clinic a yeah, couple yeah. of times, and then they go into it very. And when they had you that. captive, they washed you over with it. Yes. So, however, the the question for me still is, who's this for? It's made in America. It's two thousand dollars, and yeah. is the dream actually to have one guitar that does everything? Is that why I have multiple guitars? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I guess, yeah. I mean, when you put it that like way, that's, you jerk. That's not why. And I guess I think a pro-seasoned musician who's like a studio guy or something like that is going to bring whatever guitars are required yeah. for the thing, for that day, whether it be like, you know, a Les Paul, a Tele, and a 335 or something like that. Okay. Okay, you know butthole. Like, Listen you, up. You'll, you'll, oh, come on. I don't think I'm being a butthole here. I think, I don't know. <laughs> no, I just look, don't look, think, like, I, any what you're trying to say is, is like, like, if this you, this is what I want. If you, if you had $2,000 to spend on a guitar and you couldn't decide which kind of acoustic you want, this does not replace that. Yeah. And if, you had two thousand dollars to spend on a guitar, and you weren't sure which kind of, I don't know, bastardized hybrid electric thing you wanted. This really isn't that either, is it? 
No. It's a totally new thing. So totally who's it for? Thing. It's not it's not trying to actually replace it, it has different sounds and they're I think the only reason they're writing Sitka Spruce Rosewood Dreadnought on setting A of position five is to try to give you some kind of idea of how tubby it is and how much this the, you know the high notes sing or or whatever how much resonance it has mm-hmm. or how much how long the sustain is based on somebody's you know experience of different kinds of acoustic guitars i think they're just trying to put a word on it um i doubt it really sounds yeah. like that at all it's because it's it can't possibly sound like that, those guitars it can't sound all like all those things so and we're talking the about the electronics the package on it too so it's it's when you plug it in that you you get this "Quote unquote sound oh, yeah. of an acoustic, which is not the sound of that if acoustic. You play it that's the sound of that acoustic it plugged like in. An acoustic because of its. If you play it unplugged, it sounds like an acoustic because of how it is built. That's just how it works. It sounds like it a Telecaster-shaped like acoustic. acoustic. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think if you like, in some of the demos, I can hear that. Like, yes, the sound is changing when you turn this knob. However, yeah. it still sounds like a plugged-in acoustic guitar. Which we all right. know what that sounds like, and it doesn't sound very good. It just sounds like this highly compressed, sort of plasticky, clicky sound. So it sounds like pi- piezos. But, yeah, it sounds kind of like that in some settings. Mm-hmm. Now you flash forward to the Chicago Music Exchange demo, and they've got it really done up well with an acoustic guitar amp and an electric guitar amp, and they're kind of really doing it justice. It's it sounds mm-hmm. much better. Do you t- tell me this? Do you think it's stupid? No, I don't think it's stupid. That's the thing. I'm still really impressed by it. I just think like this this model isn't really there yet, but mm. if we can continue with this in 5 years, this will blur the line really really strongly. Like if they can continue with this, continue developing these different sounds and stuff, if we're this close right now, it's pretty damn close. It's yeah. really Yeah. It's very cool. I just it's not for me. I wouldn't want this over 10 different guitars. Like I just I yeah. like collecting guitars. So well this would be a hell of a know. guitar to collect. I think the reception would have been different if they hadn't used uh actual acoustic guitars in name to describe the sounds of these different settings. Yeah, I mean, it must just be that that's the only way for them to approximate yeah, what like it is. Fender Electric Clean, Fender Electric Fat slash Semi Clean. If they had continued with that right up the, you know, uh, yeah, acoustic yeah, big bottom, acoustic mid forward, acoustic long sustain, you know, if they had said things like that, then, you know, it would have been talking about it like it's its own thing. I mean, it is its own thing. You, they can't get You're around right. that. They sh- they could have talked about and it I that think, way. And I, think they I know why they yeah. shaped it after a Telecaster. I just think maybe had they found something a little different, it was maybe Telecaster influenced instead of mm. rather like then instead of just a straight up Tele silhouette. People argue about nothing more than how Telecasters sound. So like <laughs> I'm just for them to say like, oh, this is a this sounds just like a telly. We all know it doesn't. It can't because it's using it's using acoustic guitar yeah, strings yeah, yeah. on a on a wooden bridge and a nylon saddle. Like it just can't do it. You know, and like the body mass is obviously totally different. It's all springy yeah, like and resonating and, and hollow and stuff. Yeah, sure. Like yeah. it's just 
I get what you're going for, but what's the, what's the, I heard some quote once that like back in 1995, when the internet first really took off, people did two things, started watching porn and argued about guitars. So like <laughs> argued about who the greatest guitar player was. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think about that kind of thing, like applying to like, everybody started arguing about what is the best telly bridge pickup, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of bullshit. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Right, right. I think right. I think right now it's really a master of none, but it is not really intended to be. It's a different thing entirely, almost. So it's it's weird. Like I have really mixed feelings about it. I don't yeah. dislike it. I just am like really on board to watch how this continues. I think it's the ultimate guitar for that kind of music that you kind of like make out of like loops and stuff and 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 tapping your foots and stuff. It definitely is. It is absolutely yeah. that. Yeah. So it's the uh what's what's the name for that kind of music? I mean, is there a name? Somebody write me in. Coffee shop singer songwriter. That's what I call it. <laughs> yeah. It's the open mic guitar of the future. Yeah. Um it's really cool looking, I gotta say. I I dig the design. It's eye catching. It comes in a bunch of great finishes. I need me some of that fingerboard. The fingerboard is stunning. Yeah. Let's move on. Yes. What is this uh, shamrock here that I'm looking at, Derek? Tell me about this. It's The Clover by JHS. Hublamo. So, um, is this going to be a drive? Is this going to be a drive pedal? Yeah. So, we all know JHS has a little bit of a checkered past, and they're known for really kind of resurrecting old they're known designs. For stealing shit. Stealing shit and like taking old designs that maybe you've never heard of and putting them into new production pedals, making them a little bit better and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, this maybe there's is, a reason um, you've never heard of them? Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> couple of them look, looking at you crayon box or whatever the f- it was called yeah right. color box i saw one it was of those. the mini one that was the crayon box. oh so the guitar store here in town moved their outlet store to a new location they had a big sale to open up one week last weekend so i go i'm looking at jhs pedals they got some in the box and jhs does make some really cool pedals and i was thinking maybe if i can find one for a good deal i'll pick it up uh, yeah. they had a color box there beth was with me and she was noticing i was looking at jhs boxes like the packaging, yep. and she was like, "Oh, here's one. If you're looking for those, and it was the color box. It's like you put that down right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want that. You take that out of this room, <laughs> please leave. So uh, anyway, this is based on the Boss FA1 FET preamp. Oh, Jesus, why now, do they keep doing this? This, I added this is this the color the box all over again. Why? I added, added this to the notes because it does have a really interesting design, and I think it's. I wouldn't mind okay. seeing this on pedals. I think part of the reason they make this is because the Edge of U two is highly known for using one of these things. So, you know, cool hype. I guess it's yeah. two hundred bucks. Basically, it's a FET preamp. 
controls for volume, bass, mid treble, and then a three-way rotary selector for the EQ stage. So you can go no EQ, no yeah. mids, or full EQ. No mids? No mids. So you just get the bass and treble control. It just disengages the middle knob. Or you can go full EQ. How's that different than leaving the middle all the way down? Not sure. It must be different. It must be. It must change... It must change like their their uh, corner oh, frequency I'm sorry. or something. It's a it's a plus or minus on each. So you could scoop the mids, you know. So it's it's a and now you couldn't. I bet it changes the the corner frequencies of the slopes or something. Anyway, because I just don't see. I don't, I don't see think what, JHS what would do would something be. like that. Where maybe they wouldn't do something that's just that's literally pointless. So yeah. Anyway, so I just kind <laughs> not of even JHS would do that. They're smart enough to know that people would be like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a it's a preamp EQ. It's for it's for preamping and EQing your thing. Yeah, and I heard some demos today, and I was actually very pleased with how it sounded. I thought it was yeah. cool, and I, I think you know having something where you might want a really mid forward sound available, yeah, uh, and the rest of the time maybe not being able to leave it in a setting and then switch it to the no mids notch is kind of cool. Oh, I see here. The no mids is is how the original FA1 was designed. Mm-hmm. So that that's on there because they always have the, this is how the it actually original. was setting. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds good. I mean, it sounds like a great preamp pedal. Like it's just, mm-hmm. you can really push your amp with it. What I think is also interesting is that it has a volume control, not a drive control. So it's, yeah. or it's labeled volume, which in my brain does something different, you know. Maybe not on the pedal, it doesn't do anything different, but in my brain it's doing something different. It does something to well, my brain. Well, cuz yeah, you're probably you're probably not going to get any distortion in this box. You're only going to get it from cranking it into the next box. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's kind of cool. And so the real reason I added it to the notes is that it's got an XLR output on the side. Yeah. For acoustic So depending and bass. on the voicing, yeah, it could be really good for bass. Right. It has a ground left for that XLR as well. It does. Where's that? It's oh, on the I side. See. It's right next to it. Um, and then on the other side, there's a little uh, low cut switch. Okay. It's like cut into the chassis, like get in there with a pen or something. Yeah. And slide it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just like. Okay. I, I usually take JHS with a grain of salt, a little skepticism. But this, I was like, wow, there's a lot of like kind of cool things going on here. And I watched a few demos and I was like, you know what? It sounds good. Who cares? Mm-hmm. If it sounds good, it is good. That's what I say. You want to know? You want to know what I think? I do. Hit me with your hot take. Okay. Uh, I think this is just further evidence that there is like a thousand different circuits of preamp and EQ combinations that are like you know good for doing the things that preamp and EQ does. And oh yeah. Like basically, you just pick one and build it reasonably with good components, and you know, put the tolerances in the right place, you know, uh, so that it's not just totally wild and off the wall, and you end up with something pretty good. And that's why there's like, you know, what the, the FA1 FET preamp from 1984, you know, like, no, like that's not what's important here. What's important here is like almost anything that was a three band EQ and a Essentially, a buffer with a volume. You know, mm-hmm. that's what this is. Oh yeah. Um, no, I it's know. a FET, it's, which it's people are going simple. to like on guitar because of their their little FET is a little bit mid focused and they're a little bit 
kind of pushy. You know, they round the edges just a little bit. It's not like tube, but it's not totally clean, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously it's just going to like, I don't know, human. the human ear likes that crap. It's like mixing yeah. in a little harmonics into your shit in a way that you can't really hear it, but as you can't hear it as distinct, a separate sound, like distortion. Right. But it is. That's what it's doing. It's just distorting your stuff a little bit and changing the volume of it. So... Humans love that. And so you you could, you know, I could go back into any any old weird gear book and find like, oh, well, there was this thing, you know, it's like um, the Shure level lock, you know, this weird thing that Shure made like mm-hmm. 100 years ago that it was a microphone essentially compressor, but it was just like, it was just brutal. It was like for broadcast or something. And it would just yeah. make it, it would, it would make the signal into just a, a pure flat line. Like it would just totally squish anything so that your volume could not change. It was called the level lock. And somebody decided, oh, it's Sound Toys. Sound Toys made something called the devil lock. And they're like, oh, we made a <laughs> plug-in version of it. It's just a brutal limiter with like a lot of distortion. Like when you crank it up, it like really hurts the sound. And yeah. it sounds cool. But like, there's like a thousand old things like that, and there's nothing yeah, particularly special about them. It's just the so, human ear likes to hear this sort of stuff, and so you could pick any one of those and make it into a pedal and paint it green or whatever color JHS had, you know, laying around. And you know, so why is it I called was, the Clover? Because they had green paint. That's why. Oh, probably because of you two. They're from Ireland. Oh, fuck. yeah, you're right. That is it. God damn it. Um, and the original FA1 was green, so they're probably a little nod there. All right, all right, all right. But so this this dovetails really well with, that's my business zing for the day, dovetails really well with, uh, I was just we talking. Got, we were about to open the kimono. So I, let's zoom out for a second. I had a meeting today that was 90 <laughs> minutes long. And okay. they they said the word solutioning. <laughs> At least a hundred times. I lost. That's my like mind. what I said earlier. It's like it's like when I'm trying to make up nonsense words. It's that's funny you said that because six oh three has a beer called nonsense words. Anyway, um, yeah, solutioning. This team is solutioning this, and you know we really need oh, to support man. in the solutioning of this. The word is solve. That's what you want. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> it, it's it's already easy to make a present tense verb out of it. Like I you don't could, have to do oh, anything. God. And like that it's like I, I've work in higher ed now and it doesn't really feel like business, but I'm often reminded that it is business at its core. And it's still just stupid bullshit words like solutioning and oh, that's a pretty big <laughs> ask. No. It's a big it's a question. question. <laughs> You know, Derek, li- language is a living thing. <laughs> it's just so dumb. Oh, well, what's the ask on this? Do you mean what am I asking you? <laughs> my, I've heard people say my ask is followed by a question. Really? Yes. Whoa. Not really. Fully, that's full adoption. It's so shitty, and like it's like you just if you could take two seconds and realize how dumb you sound. <laughs> People don't talk like that in real life. It's just you say it to sound cool. <laughs> well, at a apparently, they do. <laughs> oh. That's magnificent. Solutioning. Solution. Anyway, Solutioning. I'm going to anyway, hear that so was, in the next month, guaranteed. I was talking uh, to Righteous Ryan today, yep. yesterday, yesterday, um, and we were talking about Benson stuff. Benson amps, and they make a pedal now. There's a preamp. And he was like, well, mm-hmm. the Benson preamp is really great. It's this, this pedal. And I've seen it everywhere. Um, and it does sound really good. 
it's a cool preamp pedal with like a bass and a treble and then level and drive. Sounds mm-hmm. very nice. However, I don't think there's anything about it that is standing out to me. There's yeah. 10,000 preamp options out there. They all sound like you're saying. They all make your <laughs> louder and maybe change the EQ a little bit. But are they all going to do something so dramatically different that it's worth A, being all these different preamps? I doubt it. I don't really know if the Clover is going to sound that much different than the Benson. No, probably not. I mean, anytime uh, you're spending $200 on something that's made right, it's going to do its thing. Right. It's going to be some level of dirtiness and some EQ. They might do those things differently, but the... I think the margin is so razor thin. Yeah. The differences yeah. are going to be super different, like super, super small. Mm-hmm. The Benson preamp is 250. It's big. Like, I just don't really know why I would want this thing over something from Mythos pedals or from JHS or. Oh, yeah. I mean, for only 200, I mean? you can get this <laughs> clover thing. Yeah. Or one, the, been or one of the fucking other five goddamn preamps that Jay just makes, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's just, well, like the it makes me think about the uh, the the full tone trem that I have, super trem. That yeah. if you turn the mix all the way, no, sorry, if you turn the rate all the way down on it, it it's a off. cool sounding, but it's a cool sounding buffer. Like it makes your guitar sound just a little bit better for some reason, just being on. Yeah. So you sort of just get used to using that knob instead of turning the switch off. Well, I can't wait for JHS to friggin' get in there and reverse engineer that and put it inside a two hundred dollar <laughs> pedal. Yeah, it'll be called it'll be called the soup the the super buff, right. and it'll be just a buffer. It'll have no controls, and it'll right. just it'll be the EP booster of tremolo pedals. Yeah, it'll just it'll just full tonify your sound. It, it'll it, and it'll say for those of you who want that sound of having your full tone super trem version one or whatever on, but not turned up. This is yeah, it. you know what? And it costs two hundred dollars. The full tone <laughs> super trem hasn't been out long enough for that to happen. So give it give it another like fifteen years, and we're there. I know. So here's well, the there's thing. already like there's already like newer versions of the super trem, so it's in the oh, zone. Totally. I'm telling yeah, you, it's it's right. Somebody just got to reach up there and pick it off the tree. Oh, JHS, we're talking to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Righteous Ryan did point out that drive is a very personal sound. It's a very personal choice, yeah. which I totally agree with. And yeah. if you think the Clover sounds better than the Benson or vice versa or better than whatever. But that's not drive. I don't ten, buy that that's drive. Not drive. But if you, whatever preamp drive, yeah. anything okay. like okay. that sounds better or worse than another one. All those gajillion tubes, creamer clones, clone yeah. clones, all that. <clears throat> power to you, man. I'm glad you found something you like. However, I just don't really think it's like we're at this point now where I'm like, oh, great. Another preamp pedal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tell please tell me how it's different than something else. Well, that's and that's a little bit of an argument for the Palisades or that other one that JHS made that was eight different yeah. tube screamers in one. It the says bonsai, it says yeah. two. It says bonsai. It says two things. It says number one, uh, you should probably just go with this so that when your tastes change, you can flip the switch. You know, you mm-hmm. can find the one you like, and then uh, two years from now, when you change what you like, you can change it, or you can accommodate different guitars because they're all right there built in. That's a really good argument for that. Mm-hmm. Or on the other hand, uh, it doesn't bloody matter. And yeah, also, apparently, need- these things are effortless to make because you can put eighteen of them in the same box. They yeah. clearly don't take up very much much space. So, 
Also, I think all this stuff is really made for people who aren't playing in bands. <laughs> like all the I'm, multi stuff. I'm I'm playing well that and like all these very small details in these pedals that are, you know, being <laughs> focused on with like a laser beam yeah. focus. Yeah. I'm playing in a band again and the intricacies of tone are completely unimportant. Like they they Cuz it's cuz you go into a different room next week. We and played it's going to sound different. Dude, we so we played that one big show. I had that huge show yep. that I talked about. And yep. we walked in there, great venue, great live sound. It was awesome. Amp sounded dramatically different than I'm used to. And it's right. enough for me to like get in my head about. And like there's no amount of like, oh, I just need a little more of this this preamp thing. Well, let me, let me turn the mids <laughs> off. That's not going to fix it. It's not going to make it feel like I think the I need to go space. into 1984 mode on this bad boy. It's not, God, speaking of 1980 stuff, the rat, right? Just Ryan and I yeah. talked about this too. The rat, unchanged <laughs> yeah. for 30 years or more. Now yeah. someone is making, someone did this. Someone is making a, it's called the 1983, I think, or the Some 1981 monster. or something. It's, it's a rat clone that's just like made with high quality parts. Like there's really nothing <laughs> about it, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's, it's the best like rat ever more, made. It's right. That's all it is. It's the best rat ever made, and everyone agrees. We all know it. Let me look this up. It's and like it's. Um, so give him a plastic trophy and send him home. The 1981. Uh, it's just called the 1981 pedal. Um, DRV. I think it's the DRV for drive. Um, let's see what we got. You want to talk about? Oh, there's none for sale on Reverb. People are inflating the price. Like you oh, wouldn't good. believe, it's a gold a gold rush on a brand new thing. Yeah, a brand new old thing. Uh, it's a really yeah. cool looking pedal. All right, I'll look it up. Jeez, twisting my arm. It's two hundred and fifty bucks. You can get a rat that is again unchanged since probably nineteen eighty one for less than a hundred dollars. Now that's not to say. The, it looks the, like a rat had sex with a hi-fi box from the 80s. Yeah. It's not to say that this pedal doesn't sound good. But, like, what the hell? I never loved the rat. Matt. The other guitar player in my band plays a rat. And you know what? <laughs> what a what a dirtbag. It sounds good. Like, who cares? Well, it sounds you know good, I mean? right? Because it they sounds all sound good because you come down to it. Rat. It's, of course it's going to sound good. <laughs> like, what the hell? Because humans I, like distortion, so of course it friggin' sounds good. It sounds awesome. Like, come on. I saw it, and immediately, like, the first day I walked in there, I was like, so a rat, huh? And, like, I had this all this, like, guitar world sort of, like, stigma yeah. and preconceived ideas of the rat. You folded like, your just, arms in front of you. A rat, I, eh? I just had all of this like weighing down on me. And then we started playing. I was like, you know what? It sounds great. I don't care. It sounds awesome. Like, who cares? And you see it like, wow, you're getting that tone from a rat? Awesome. It doesn't matter. I can go on about this. Obviously. <laughs> you know what's great? That was right. all right. All of the other rat pedals are still just wonderful. <laughs> and does, the, does the price the, the, the price war on this Here's new a rat, rat make Here's a rat from Sweetwater 20, for seventy dollars. Here's a modded 20, rat 20 from JHS for one forty. <laughs> JHS made a rat. Yeah, oh, they modded God. one. Oh my God. 
Oh, God. So they've got, of course, the the fat rat. Yeah, right. The uh, ratatouille. (laughs) The turbo rat. (laughs) A solo pedal. Turbo rat, I would think, would be like uh, a pet that somebody had in, like, Mad Max. (laughs) It's a rat that just goes super fast. (laughs) It's like like a rat with, like, robot legs or something, and they keep it in a cage in the car because they just can't leave it at home while they're, like, you know, road right, battling right. or whatever. My favorite one, of course, is the You Dirty Rat. <laughs> <laughs> That's 175 bucks. I'd never spend that much on a rat. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I've never played a rat. I just, my guitar instructor when I was a kid had one, and he was like, well, it's the rat. Like, it, it was, of course, like, the early 2000s and he was coming from mm-hmm. just years of guitar instructing and playing and gigging so of course sure. like he was totally like a guy of the rat so i don't know it's just jhs make a rat <laughs> i challenge you here, here it is here it is 10.99 available in store only what is 30 30 reviews the fancy rat the 1981 Nope, uh, it's just called The Fancy Rat, available in-store. It's got 4.9 out of 5 for after 30 reviews. This one is male. Is that PetSmart? <laughs> yep. Very oh, social. Ideal God. for children 8 and up. It'll enjoy a cage mate. <laughs> it can learn tricks. <laughs> It'll live five, three, 3 to 5 years, at which point JHS is welcome to uh, you know mod and reboot it. Yeah. <laughs> we can go on for an hour and twenty. We should probably talk about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Oh wait, I gotta sign us up. I gotta sign us out, everybody. Alright. Next shut time up. next time we'll see you there'll be more now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. To all the components out there in the tone control circuit, thanks for listening.